Welcome to Matcha Mornings for the Creative Mind here on Loba Land, the podcast, a sacred space to recommit back to your personal power with ease and efficiency. I'm your host, Lotus Aloba, also known as your favorite Mr. Practitioner, and I'm live from Puerto Rico. It's been such a beautiful trip, okay? I am so grateful to live a life that I've designed, Wolf. Like, this feels so good, just being able to go on a weekend getaway to wherever it is that I want to go. I'm just such a grateful body right now now let's chat about matcha because matcha is life this is going to be a pretty quick episode but i'm really excited to just share this knowledge and insight that i received um, from modeling and everything like that but let's get into this recipe first so it's a super simple recipe and i want you to try it out i want you to hear me out first okay it's matcha lemonada okay (laughs) and it's really simple all you need is uh six to eight ounces of your favorite lemonade, half a half teaspoon of matcha, your sweetener of choice. You guys know I love to use honey. And you blend it, blend it really well and serve it over ice and enjoy. It's such a refreshing drink. It's great to have in the morning to help you just get that brain stimulation, help you have that energy throughout the day or in the afternoon as a pick-me-up. It's so refreshing, so good. Try it out and let me know what you think. Remember to blend, otherwise it'll get clunky at the bottom and you're just not gonna enjoy sipping that. It's gross, (laughs) okay? All right, now let's talk about my modeling career. This is something that I don't talk about often because I've been modeling for over 15 years now and it's just not something that um, comes to the forefront as often as it used to. So when I was younger, it definitely was more of a it was just how I was making my money in life, you know what I mean? So it was everything, everything was about modeling for me. And then as I got older, I just, you know, I fell in love with wellness and I'm actually super grateful for being a model because being a model is what really ushered me into the wellness zone besides, you know, the diagnosis. Seeing what, how I was able to handle like the criticism, the ridicule that came with being a black model in particular it's because of my wellness that i was able to make it through and not have such damaging um body image issues if i'm being honest with you so i just want to share some things that i went through because again i think we've had this conversation plenty of times being a naturally thin woman you feel like who am i to sit here and say that i have moments where I don't like my body either, right? Especially when you have everyone around you saying, oh, I wish I was your size, or oh, what are you talking about? Or worse, they're telling you, oh, you, it's, all you need to do is eat some more food. It's the same way when someone who is larger is being told, oh, all you need to do is like stop eating food and you'll be thin. It's like, that's not how, that's not how it fucking works, <laughs> you know? And it just, I always just felt very uncomfortable because For a long time, I was literally paid. I made my livelihood off of how I physically looked. So understand what that can do to someone's mind mentally. It's almost to a point where if my body didn't maintain the exact same weight and size, that meant that I wasn't going to be able to feed myself or eat or or buy things that I needed to buy, right? So I've been the same size for almost 15 years. So that mentality, even though I have bonus, even though, you know, I've, I've rounded myself out and things like that, it's still ingrained in everything that I do. It's still a process of me really working on not 
allowing myself to be led by these weird beauty standards and instead just eating what feels good to me, right? And what's going to nourish my body and keep me strong and help me to feel my absolute best inside and out. So as I started modeling when I was 14, it was really wild for me because I was told that I wasn't black enough, which is really weird for me. I was also told that I wasn't tall enough, I wasn't thin enough, my hair color wasn't right. I actually ended up damaging my hair because I was naturally a redhead. And then I started modeling and they dyed my hair so many times that the color like will just not come back. It's like all these things that happen to our bodies from head to toe and you don't realize what's happening. You don't realize, oh, this shit is really affecting me. This shit is really causing me to not love who I am, to like want... The mindset of a model, at least back in the day, it's changed radically since then. And I'm so grateful for like the new age modeling that has come into play where all shapes and sizes matter, where all colors are seen as beautiful. It's so beautiful and so refreshing to see because that's just not what I grew up with. And I'm just grateful that like other people no longer have to have the shitty experiences that I had. But um, I actually grew up modeling around people like Chanel Iman, um, Joan Smalls. We're all around the same age. Um, and I've actually done like contest modeling with them and stuff like that, just to give context. Uh, what happened was just so wild. One of the things that they teach you is that you're a hanger. Like you're here to help the designer express their art in real life. You're not here for opinions. You're not here because you're quote unquote pretty. You're here because you fit a certain look and to respect that and do not make any changes to your body without permission, right? So that to me, I really do continue to this day to struggle with authority. So like when someone is telling me what I can and cannot do, it just triggers something in my mind where I need to go and do the complete opposite of what they tell me to do. So I used to get into a lot of trouble because I would go and get tattoos and stuff and I would change my hair up and they'd be like, what part of you being under a contract do you not understand? You do not own your body. And hearing that as a 14, 14 year old child, a 15 year old child, my teenage years, like, I don't own my body. This agency owns my body. Or this designer owns my body. Or I can't change my hair. There's, there's so much limitations on what I could do, on what size I was allowed to be. I literally could only fuck, fluctuate between a zero and a two at that time. I'm now a healthy four or six. But that was all. That was it. It was it. Just lots of skin and bones so I can fit into these pieces and I felt beautiful wearing them too and you have the spotlight on you and all the pictures are flashing and everybody's like oh my god it makes you feel like oh this is the only time that I'm beautiful my body's only beautiful when it's this size that is so it's just so damaging and it just caused me to really not have the best eating habits really and again, that's why I always say that like, everything happens for a reason, because going through modeling and then getting diagnosed at 19, I had to switch up my diet. Like it wasn't really a choice anymore. I had to be able to switch things up because my, I, was, I was literally killing myself if I did not, right? One other thing that really affected me in modeling and how I saw my body image was seeing other models and seeing how they looked and seeing how they were starving themselves for the most part. I remember doing a fashion show for Kamorley Simmons uh, at NYU. She was like doing a capsule collection or something like that. And I remember like they had ordered pizza for the staff, 
but like we weren't allowed to touch anything and literally there was like a sign that says do not feed the models like those things were like literally backstage it was really wild and I remember getting a piece of pizza and eating it and I remember like all the models being like oh my god like what are you doing and I'm like I'm hungry I want pizza and just seeing them eating cotton balls stuffing it with water like those things that you hear like oh that can't possibly be happening it's happening bro like it's definitely happening they were definitely doing that i hope that that's not the case anymore but i definitely know when i was in my prime of modeling i guess my semi-prime because i mean you could be in your prime at any point in time in life right because age is not a thing anymore anymore either so it was just amazing to be able to have to see that to be able to see people starving themselves just to be able to fit a piece of clothing and it really it really messed with my head honestly it made me feel like okay you got to make this work you got to love your body as is and if it's not what the agency wants make it what the agency wants otherwise how are you going to live because I had really wanted to be a model my entire life it was my goal and my dream um, and then as I started to unpack that as I got older you start to realize like why is that your goal and your dream right so that you could feel accepted so that you can feel beautiful so that you can be socially accepted as someone who is attractive right so going through all of that was just really detrimental to my mental health <laughs> of course as you guys can probably hear and then we ended up ended up doing so I had gotten to my wits end probably around like 2021 because I started to talk back at castings when they would be like oh she's not dark enough she's not black enough I'd be like what you know like oh she's actually not tall enough or you know what she's so fat I remember having um it was for the Puerto Rican Day Parade we were doing fittings to be on a float it was me and my friend my friend really wanted to be a model she was like can you please bring me to one of your castings I was able to finesse it she came with me so I'm used to them telling me like oh your nose is too wide oh your teeth this isn't this so I had like really developed tough skin because that was something that I am grateful that my mom did do is when before I started modeling she made me read a whole bunch of different books about different black models experiences things that I would need things that I would need to understand and know before even starting these casting calls and being put in front of these people and understanding that I was going to be an object like she really wanted me to understand that and I'm grateful that she did because I do believe that coupled with my sense of just knowing myself is what saved me from losing love for my body losing my health so that I can look cute in a photo right so we're there at the the sitting and my girlfriend is naturally a very thin woman you know but she's super curvy and I remember the casting agent was like oh my god you're so disgustingly fat like this is disgusting like and like literally went up to her mind you this girl's like 20 um, pulls at her waist and like shakes nothing there was nothing there it's like look at all this fat this is disgusting like how would I ever pick you like come on now you're gross like to her face and I completely snapped and I went off I cursed this man out everything and my agency which is a pretty big agency I'm not gonna name it on here because I don't think I legally can um, I don't even know if I can say what it ends with because I just feel like that doesn't help anyway. Major agency contract, lost it. They were just like, no, <laughs> you can't curse them out. I'm like, but you guys don't see anything. Like, you're not even trying to protect models from this type of harassment. That's harassment. It's one thing to say, you know what, 
you're not the size that I was looking for. That's already hurtful, but whatever. It's the fact that this man went out of his way to degrade her and publicly shame her. And I just got tired of it. I just got so tired of seeing bodies being shamed simply because we don't fit your idea in your head. Even down to like when you see model like sketch works, it's always this tall, thin model. And it's just like me being a tall, thin woman, I still do not fit that mold. <laughs> I still do not fit that mold. And it just blew my mind. And I just, after having that and losing the contract, I decided I was gonna go freelance. I was like, I'm not gonna do an agency again. I can't live with these different standards and these rules. And I started to finesse and, and grow and started doing work that felt good to me, that allowed me to be any size that I wanted to be, any size that my body wanted to be. And then I started working on loving myself, doing a lot more mirror work and unlearning these unhealthy beauty standards and not trying to fit myself into clothes or do rapid weight loss or all these different things that I had been doing in the past, just allowing myself to be healthy and working on experiencing happiness in this new body. And now, 15 years later, I absolutely love, 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 love my body so much because it really has gone through so much in life and has really stood up for me and has really catered to me and allowed me to experience so much. And I'm really grateful for that modeling experience because I just have a, I have a confidence about myself now. Like someone could say, oh, I don't like the way you look. And I could just be like, <laughs> I would honestly start laughing because it's just really to the point where it's, I'm just shocked that you thought I would care enough about your opinion. And I know I'm really one of the lucky ones. There are so many women who, and so many people, so many bodies that start off in modeling that can't even look at themselves in the mirror without critiquing, without criticizing their bodies. And I send a lot of love to those people. And if you are one of those people having that experience, I really just want you to know that I love you, I see you, and I, this is a crazy ride. And I, I pray that you get to a point where you can look in the mirror and you can look at yourself into your eyes, look at your body naked. No clothes, nothing to snatch the waist, nothing. Just whatever it is in that moment, whatever it's giving, and just allow it to give. That's really what I want for my wolves. I want you guys to have that sense of peace when it comes to your body, that, that sense of sovereignty over your body. This is your palace, this is your sacred temple. You deserve to, to adore it, to adorn it, to treat it really well, to not say, oh, if I was smaller, oh, if I was thicker, oh, if I was taller, oh, if I was shorter, oh, if my feet weren't so big, oh, if my hands weren't so small, my forehead, like, your body is unique and it's perfectly designed. Like, learn to lean into those experiences. And one thing that I can say that I did learn from modeling was definitely the fact that models, when you see them in person, they actually look extremely strange. They don't look like normal people whatsoever <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Like, think about Tyra Banks' forehead, right? <laughs> or how tall Naomi Campbell is right or Kamorley Simmons long neck it was these unique odd features that made them stand out and become these supermodels that we've grown to love today and granted now we're in the age of like Instagram models and you know people copying like super curvy bodies and things like that and that's a phase that will eventually pass on but just remember your body as is is just divinely created no one looks like you and why would you look like anybody else and if it's because you want to feel more beautiful, I really do encourage you to 
Just take the time out to explore what your beauty is because we all have it in some way, shape, or form. So I wanna give you three things that I learned about my body from modeling. The first thing is that I needed to love it regardless of what anyone else thought because everyone has opinions and everyone's opinions do not fucking matter at fucking all. When I say there's not much that you can say about me that I would literally sit there and be heartbroken over and I don't wanna say it gave me tough skin because I don't wanna be a tough person. I do enjoy being soft and being vulnerable, but I will say I don't take any nonsense or bullshit. And if you're coming from a hateful place, I'm gonna let you stay in that hateful place, but that's, that can't come over towards me, right? Like I'm not interested in having criticism. I'm interested in healthy feedback that'll allow me to grow and to be a better person. So if you're not giving me feedback on my body, things that can help my body be physically stronger, to feel more healthier, to give me endurance so I can enjoy this life, I literally could give two fucks about what you have to say. Second thing is shifting my perspective to be more focused on feeling healthy instead of looking thin. Huge for me, huge for me. And then there was a moment in life where I wanted to be thicker and trying to weight gain and taking all these crazy supplements to hopefully gain weight and not being able to have that. And there's just frustration in that too. Just being at peace with the size of my body. My body is the size. It's been the size for over a decade. It may change in the next 10 years. It may not. Regardless though, my body is beautiful. From my ballerina toes, to my super big hands and feet, to my knock knees, <laughs> all these different things that people would sit there and say that make me ugly or make me unattractive. I absolutely love every, every quirk. I just, it just works. It works for me and I'm sure yours work for you if you just shift that perspective and allow yourself to see you as healthy instead of as thin or as thick. Just be healthy. Allow yourself to feel good in your body and not feel good in your body once you lose weight or once you, once you gain weight, as is. Last thing that I learned is standing up for myself and not allowing others to speak shitty stories over my experience. Like I said before, fuck that shit. Like, stand up for yourself too. If someone is sitting there and saying, hey, you need to eat more, tell them to mind their business. Because you know what ends up happening too? You end up internalizing that trauma as well, where you're like, consistently remembering how people have told you what to do with your body, that's traumatic. And you're carrying that weight, you're carrying that, that pain along with you everywhere you go. That's gonna make it so much more harder for you to unlearn these beliefs. In those moments, practice standing up for yourself or saying, hey, I don't need you to criticize my body. I don't need you to comment on my weight. I don't need you to comment on my complexion on how tall I am. We shouldn't be commenting about people's bodies regardless. Unless you're saying, wow, you are so beautiful, there's really nothing else that needs to be said. Because we already are having such a hard time not criticizing ourselves, right? So if you are someone that finds yourself criticizing other people's bodies, this is your sign to practice stopping that. Who are you to criticize someone? And if you are someone who is consistently criticized, this is your permission to stand up for yourself, to say, you know what, that's not okay. Or you know what, I'm gonna get up and leave this situation because what I will not endure is being talked down to like this about a body that I am learning to love and accept and to appreciate. I'm not gonna allow people to make it even harder for me to love myself. 
And that's really what I'm urging you to do in this episode. Have sovereignty. Have authority over this body. And watch your life radically shift (laughs) in so many ways. You'll start loving when you get dressed. You'll start loving the outfits that you put on. You'll start loving being naked and seeing yourself in the daylight with the lights on. You'll start really feeling yourself, having swag and confidence in everything that you do. It's all a possibility. Okay, Wolves? I love y'all so much. Thank you guys for rocking out with me. I hope you guys enjoy the sounds of Puerto Rico in the background. (laughs) I just really wanted to hop on here and give this episode to y'all because... I just got to a point where I'm just like, I don't talk about this, and I've gone through this. I've been criticized for how I look. I've been criticized about my weight and my size, and it was very painful. And then I made that choice, consciously, to cut that shit out of my life, and I've successfully been able to do that. Do I have a little bit of criticism here and there from other people, from myself? Yes, but instantly, I'm able to stand up for myself if need be, or soothe myself and remind myself, you don't need to be this hard on yourself. You don't need to be this hard on yourself. Oh, and just a little end to the story. The minute that I really started embracing fully of who I am and what this body can do and what I want it to do, because we'll probably talk about this in a separate episode of why I really only like modeling for black brands and that's my goal, is to only solely model for black brands because racism is real and I just can't allow my body to be this image and this poster child for racist brands that are founded in racism and have not changing their structural system to include more black and brown bodies. It's a whole nother, my body is a form of activism. My body is a form of activism at this point. And like for you to be a label and be on my body, you must be doing something for my community. You, you really must be doing a damn thing. Otherwise, I, you're not going to see it on this body. You feel me? It's just not going to happen. But I say all that to say I was able to secure a global campaign with Pyre Moss last year with this same body, this same size six body that 10 years ago would have been laughed at. The same melanin skin, the same wide nose that's not being contoured because I don't like my nose contoured because I don't need my nose to look more European. My nose is the way that it is and you guys are going to accept it. That's how y'all found me. That's how y'all will get this picture or have this show happen. You know, like that resolve of like, you're not going to shift my features so that I look more like somebody else. If you are hiring me, it is because of how I look right now in this moment. Yes, you can kind of dazzle me up with clothing or accessories, things like that. But like these, these African features, they stay the fuck the same. I'm not wearing a girl to snatch myself in. I'm not wearing shorts to have built-in butt implants to make me look more curvaceous. That's just how my body looks. If that's what you want, you should find someone who has those natural features. And then be at peace with leaving that money on the table. And the minute that I got to that point and I did that, I ended up having one of the best experiences of my life, being able to be a model for such a prominent black brand like Pyre Moss. And I just knew then, yes, the healing has happened. (laughs) It is complete. And I just hope that these insights from my modeling years have inspired you or have sparked something in you to love your body as is. 
and maybe to release the weight loss journey or the weight gain journey and really be happy with your body as is now and just do things that are going to help it to feel even better. Not things that are going to help your ego to feel like your body is better, but things that will actually, food, activities, people, experiences, clothing that will allow your body to feel really good as it is. And in you supporting that, you'll watch your body transform and shift into its highest version, its best self. And if you need any proof of that, you guys can scroll through my Instagram account and you guys can see how often my face and my body has shifted as I've grown to love myself more. I find that I'm even more beautiful simply because I love and accept myself as is. So I'm wishing that all for y'all. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. This is a bit of a freestyle, but I hope y'all was rocking out with me. If you guys make your matcha lemonade, tag me. If you make any type of matcha drink, please tag me. I'm loving these tags. They make me so happy. I just be like, yes, show me the recipe. Be on the lookout, because y'all know I'm gonna come out with that cookbook soon. Y'all know I'm gonna come out with that matcha merch. Y'all know I'm gonna come out with that matcha line. So join on the fun while you can, Wolves. If you want to book me for one-on-one coaching session for the Mystic Method, I am taking my clients now for July. So go ahead and click the link in the bio to sign up and be a part of July's class with me. It'll be so much fun. I'm doing weekly EFT sessions. I have a class tonight at 7.20 p.m. every Monday, Eastern Standard Time. You can join me to tap it out. This month we're focusing on body positivity. So if you're someone who's suffering Um, or struggling with really loving yourself as is, I strongly suggest that you come to one of my classes this this month. And of course, we can tap in live together. On Thursdays, you can come join me on Instagram, free class that I've been giving out for this entire month. And last but not least, because there's always so much for you to do in Loba land, you guys can remix my tap reels. So head over to my Instagram account, at Loba, pick a tap reel that feels really good to you and remix it. One, you'll feel really good doing the sequence and I get to share it with other wolves and inspire them to take care of themselves and to practice energy healing because we all need to be doing it, all right? I love you to the moon and back wolves and I will speak with you next week. Bye.